Welcome to another episode of Tall Hungry Girl Talks. Um, today, you know, if I had a list of favorite people, these two guests would be on it. Um, my other favorite person, Gina O'Neill, who's a regular on my podcast, introduced me to them. Um, I have Dr. Lamore and Kristen Hope Sievers with me today to talk about alternative medicine, natural healing, chiropractic care, and massage therapy. Um, Dr. James Lamore has a doctor of chiropractic degree from New York College of Chiropractic um, and an associate degree in nursing. He opened his own practice in 1999 and continued his nursing career at the National Naval Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, while his private practice in Fairfax Station was under construction, uh, the Lamore family opened the doors of Lamore Chiropractic, Inc. in 1999 and has since built a booming practice educating the public on the benefits of chiropractic and health through natural healing. Welcome, Dr. Lamore. Thank you for having <laughs> me. I appreciate it. <laughs> and Kristen Hope Sievers has been serving the Northern Virginia area as a therapeutic medical massage therapist for over a decade while attending George. Mason University for Global and Community Health. She impl- whoop, whoop. <laughs> She's raising the roof right now. She implements her passion for health and wellness tailored to each client's individual needs. I am a client and I can say that she does do this. Um, she assists patients dealing with a variety of issues such as rehabilitation, post-injury, biomechanical dysfunction, and general lifestyle discomforts by helping them rebound faster and with less pain. Um, and she works at Lamore Chiropractic and the Springfield Golf and Country Club. So welcome. Thanks I'm, for having I'm so us. Excited. Yeah. I'm so excited to have two of my favorite people here. <laughs> We're just a good care team. <laughs> yes, yes, a very good care team. Good care team, good people. Of course, I feel like if you know Gina, it's just, you know, naturally mm-hmm. good people hover hover around her. So um, so for those who may not be familiar with the chiropractic care, I feel like some people think that it may just be like a neck adjustment, like, but we know that it's so much more than that. Tell me more about what it is. Well, as a, as a healing profession, what we're trying to do is look to the frame, uh, the neurology and the chemistry, um, which a lot of people say it's complementary, but I think it's part of the whole system. It's part of the medical doctors, your dentist, mm-hmm. your psychiatrist, whatever it is. But we tend to look at the frame. Mm-hmm. So I tell people zero to 20, you grow, 20 to 30, you mature, 30 on, you start to change. Yes, yeah? I've heard this before. <laughs> and the idea is that in each level or each time, you can do specific things for the frame. Mm-hmm. And depending on what happens to the frame in those timelines, you might have damage or create an instability. Mm-hmm. So if you create an instability when you're a cheerleader, say, um, when you're 30 or 40, you might have low back pain. So you want to exercise according to it. So knowing what your frame is like and what the underlying symptoms are and condition will help you modify your life and minimize the condition. Okay. Well, and and understanding that we're not looking at just your symptoms, right? Mm -hmm. We're not looking at treating just your symptoms. We're looking at getting down to the root cause that affects them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely say that when I went there, I was, I think, as as medical providers, um, they're amazing because it wasn't just about 
like, okay, my tailbone hurts. It was like, Tahira, you need to get a neck x-ray. <laughs> What's going on? Yes. He was like, what did you eat today? How much water do you drink? What's going on with your endometriosis? You know, and Hope, you know, asked me, you know, similar questions, but as it applied to massage therapy. And so it's like treating the whole patient. But so I know, you know, how, how that went. But explain to me the, the process that you guys go through with new patients and de- trying to determine the best course of treatment for them? It starts with presentation. What is a person walking in with? Do they have a cane? Are they, are they running in? Or are they bouncy? Mm-hmm. So it starts right from when are you're... Are they bouncy? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing someone coming in like a rabbit. Hi! <laughs> Some people are. They're vivacious. Me, right? me and Gina. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> but underneath that, sometimes they hide symptoms. They hide yeah. their pain. Right? Yeah. They're masking it. So yeah. we want to see how they present and what can they do. And we compare it to normal. Mm-hmm. There are two normals, boys boys and girls. And then you want to compare it to age. Oh, what are they doing? Is it appropriate for their age? You know. So we look at them right from the get-go. And then we look at their pain drawings. We look at the information and any findings that they present with themselves. I always tell patients, bring in everything you have. Because if you look at the findings from other providers, you'll find information that is valuable mm-hmm. or not valuable. I've seen chiropractors x-rays that I wouldn't, you know, are non-diagnostic. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to send a patient out for another x-ray. Mm-hmm. So whatever you have helps us create a picture of, of where you are right then and there. And then from that, we can determine where we want to go. Mm-hmm. And then what's the condition? Is it structural? Is it chemical? Is it neurological? Right. And then the massage therapy and the chiropractic all work together. All, like all Batman the change, and Robin. Yes. All the change of function. <laughs> yes. And sometimes tell people what normal functions is. Yeah. They don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, who can really classify what's normal anymore? So when a lot of my patients walk in, it's getting their background. What are they doing on a day-to-day basis? When I look at them when they're standing, I'm looking at, are your knees turned in? Are your hips level? Is one shoulder higher than the other? Because those body mechanics and your fascial patterns that hold us upright uh, really tell a story about what a person is doing throughout the day. So I like to ask questions about, well, what do you do for a living? How are you sleeping at night? Um, Do you carry a two-year-old on your hip? Are you um, unbalanced in the way that your body moves because you will create holding patterns that will create that pain that comes in. So we really have to assess what you're doing in your everyday life that contributes to your pain. Mm-hmm. You want to break those patterns, mm-hmm. whatever those are, right? So you can use it with massage. You can do acupuncture. You can do chiropractic and diet. Diet's so important. That, you know, if you look at the literature, you get five years of life extension with diet and three years with exercise. Yeah. So pick the, pick the one that's most favorable to you. Both. And your condition. Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we, I'm trying to go for both. <laughs> we are what we eat. Yes. So if you're not getting good nutrients in, I mean, we are that organic machine. We are the perfect prize pumpkin at the fair. So if you're not getting enough water and sunlight and nutrients in your soil, you're never going to be first place. Yeah. Yeah. And the old-fashioned thing where you say as you age, you become arthritic is ridiculous. It, it, there's none of really? that. Yeah. It's old-fashioned. Again, you why why is why is that ridiculous? Well, I don't think you have to wear out. Okay, I mean, if you look at Goldie Hawn, she's not the typical fifty or sixty year old now, right? Yeah. I mean, so I don't know what she did. It'd be interesting to find out what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't perceive that you need to wear out as you age. And mm-hmm. we're finding fifteen year olds because they're the phone and the computers, but arthritis in their neck. You see them; they go around cricking their neck or twisting their neck. I have to do this. I'm constantly doing like stretching yeah. out my neck. So that shows that there's an issue. So yeah. let's fix it yes. rather than let it perpetuate to arthritis. Yeah. Yes. I, w- I do want to talk more about the the cell phone stuff. But first, 
Um, yeah, because that I feel like is ruining everyone's neck and posture and everything else. Um, but first I want to talk more about like the function of the body. Um, in the pre-interview that you did, that we did, you talked about that chiropractors are the electricians of doctors. And I just was like, oh, wow, that's so true. So can you guys talk more about that? What does that mean? Well, when you look at the body, the the nerves come out of the spinal column. Mm -hmm. 31 pairs of nerves, right and left. They each have three jobs, sensory, pain, motor, muscle, and your insides. Mm -hmm. And you can regionalize it. Your neck innervates everything from your diaphragm up. Your low back does bowel, bladder, reproduction, legs, and everything else is in the middle. Now, the neck is a little special because it has fibers that go all the way down. But you want to understand how it works. So you can pinch a nerve in your neck, and it can affect your leg. Christopher Reeve, the actor, broke his neck and didn't move his legs. Mm -hmm. So you look at the frame and the effects the frame has on the nervous system. And the nervous system is paramount in our immune function. Everybody's talking about immune function and stress. Best way to do it, worry about the nervous system from the neck and the head and your gut. By doing basic things, it'll help that electricity function so you get better expression of life and minimizing disease processes. So what are the things that people can do to minimize the disease process and, like, improve? Well, like we talk about hobbits, is sitting, right? I mean, if you're sitting 12, 14 hours a day, come home and lie down or use the foam roller. Mm -hmm. That's a great way of lying on and doing the opposite of what you did all day. Right. Going to the massage therapist. Hope knows. We've been together a long time. (laughs) Almost 15 years, (laughs) y'all. A long time we've been together. (laughs) I'm all about rubbing the front, the idea of the massaging the front, because everybody's in yin meridian, since Mm -hmm. I do acupuncture, going forward. So if you're doing forward work all day, you want to do extension work at home or with the massage therapist. Yeah, because when you think about it, our whole life is in front of us. I mean, we're always working a mouse on our right hand, and we're always bending over our our laptops and keyboards, but there's nothing that we do that's behind us. So if you're... The only thing that people really do that accentuates their arms behind them is putting on a jacket. And for a lot of clients that I see, by the time that they're in their 40s and 50s, they have a hard time getting their jackets on. So if you can't reach behind yourself and give yourself a good pat on the back, you have limited range of motion and you're not going to be comfortable when you're in So everyone, while you're listening, try doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Give yourself a good pat on the back. (laughs) Self-care, self-love, (laughs) y'all. And if you can't do it, you need to start doing some work around that. Find a massage therapist and a chiropractor. We'll help you rebalance your life. Life. And yeah. you're bending the frame to make an effect on the electrical system or the nervous system as well as the chemistry. So they're all integrated. Yeah. And that's why talking to your physician, you know, having an integrated um, uh, program where you have a medical doctor, a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, massage therapist, they're all wonderful tools. And in this day and age, you have to be accountable for your own health. Mm-hmm. We're seeing that change. Yeah. So what like for i guess for both of you what is helpful cuz patients really need to advocate for themselves and so and be and part of that i feel like is being prepared to have you know appointments and stuff like that so what do you recommend that your patients bring with them or do when they're in the appointment to make sure that they're getting the most of it i know that sometimes seeing a provider is nerve-wracking so is it like recording the conversation or taking notes or what do you guys what do you guys recommend well, I th- or bringing test results. I think making sure you come with all of your data, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people think they're like, well, I had blood results, you know, six months ago and everything turned out to be fine except for that one thing I can't remember. And I'm like, well. <laughs> Sounds like me. That, that isn't very. Are we talking about me, Hope? <laughs> it's, 
it's not helpful until you can really show us what you have. And specifically in our field is that we want to see your pictures. If I don't look, if I'm going to look at an MRI, I really want to pinpoint exactly where you have a tear. So that way we can really identify in your brain to the muscle tissue, because when you're consciously aware of the exact spot that hurts, I feel that you have a better sense of how you can heal yourself mm-hmm. and how the range of motion works. Um, and I think when when patients can really see where their numbers are, they can see their pictures. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I love that you do, Doc, is that you make people look at their x-rays. A lot of doctors don't. They'll be like, oh, well, this is what the findings were. But what you do is you sit them down and you say, do you see how you're narrowing on this side? Do you see how you're bone on bone over here? And I so think they can one- fully understand yeah. like what's happening with their body and, I pick and it up, connects differently i feel like when you see the visual yeah. yeah and i pick up on things that the radiologist might have missed yeah you know and so we go back to the radiologist we have them addendum the note and then we communicate that to the patient they go back to the primary and it's a big circle yeah with them in charge right yeah because you're not you're you have a nurse degree and so your background is more extensive than like a standard chiropractor. Well, I don't correct? know. I, I just, oh, don't yes, be humble. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe. You're, you're yes. being very humble. I think my extension. This is cute. This humility <laughs> is real cute right now. My but I think is, that it comes in helpful. That comes in helpful, right? Well, the, I've been working 30 years inside that little square box. Yeah. You know, and I see patients every day. Mm-hmm. So my big thing is learning to have them be able to communicate to me, their significant other, and their doctor what they think is wrong. Yeah. And then teach them what normal is. Because yeah. that's how they get well. Yeah. People can get well from almost anything if they do something. Yeah. You know, I'll say to people, what are you doing to stay healthy? And they'll say, I'm eating right and exercising. Well, that's like pooping. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> that's not above and beyond. Give Hello? me something else. <laughs> yeah. What else are you doing? You yeah. Face so, healer, anything. So what are the other things when you say, okay, that's like pooping? Well, okay, let's go above and beyond the just pooping. So what are the other things that you that you guys recommend that people do well, so they can be like with Hope, going to get massage in the front, you mm-hmm. know, working on the scaling muscles. You know, we, we're all talking about immune function. and the, What the are va- the scaling muscles? They're the front of the neck. Yeah. Okay. Right? They hold and, your and neck the upright. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Hope says, you can't put your coat on. You can't reach for the um, seatbelt. Mm-hmm. So the front of the body, everybody misses. Um, the pelvic floor, that's another one everybody misses. Just even abdominal massage for nutrition in terms of digestion, yeah. bowel movements, mm-hmm. and core strength. I mean, we all talk about core musculature. Whoever rubs them. Nobody. Yeah. Right? And then the idea is to understand where your instability is. Like with runners, if they have plantar fasciitis, have the therapist work on the on the calves and on the the feet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's primary. Yeah. Typically where your pain is is uh, it's not necessarily if you have plantar fasciitis, people are like, Oh, can you just please rub my feet? And it's like, no, when you have pain somewhere, the affected joint that is coming from above and below. Right. Right. So it's it's if you have knee pain, they're like, oh, just rub the knee. And I'm like, no, it's your quads, it's your hamstrings, it's your calf. It's everything that attaches into that joint that we need to focus on if we really want to make a change in there. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to wellness, you know, it's really really diving in when they say, okay, well, I'm exercising and I'm eating healthy. I'm like, well, what what are you eating? Yeah. And and is it really good quality food? And do you think that you're getting all of your nutrients out of that? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times is a lot of Americans are deficient in very key nutrients. If you have a vitamin D deficiency, you're not absorbing any of your other nutrients. Right. Vitamin D oh. is essential to absorb yeah. everything mm-hmm. else. So nutrition and supplements are a huge thing that we do in the practice of saying, okay, well, if you have inflammation, then let's start looking at what anti-inflammatory diets look like yes. and incorporating those key principles to really make a, an overall chem- chemical change. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So holistic care. And I know that that term is thrown around, but it really, it really is. I also feel like, um, you guys are, you know, we talked about this earlier is that you guys are the last stop on the medical diagnostic train. I feel like, um, I know for me, um, I have endometriosis. And so, you know, with that came this horrible, like pain in my tailbone. I went to, um, like a spine doctor and got, uh, you know, steroid shots. And then, um, you know, also, you know, having hip pain too with that. And so it manifested itself in so many different ways and going to you guys and you telling me to get x-rays, like go, you know, pelvic floor doctor. Yeah. And so, you know, I went to a pelvic floor doctor and it completely changed my life. And, and it was, you know, um, an internal adjustment that she had right. to make in order to loosen, I guess, is it the tendons or the muscles internally? Mm-hmm. And yeah. And so that like allowed my tailbone to not be so tight. And so now I can sit without having pain, but you know, I don't, those types of things aren't obvious. And you go to a doc, like, you know, the doctor that I went to was like, Oh yeah. Okay. You have pain. We'll fix the pain, but not the problem. Right. So, I feel like that's kind of an example of you guys being detectives. Do you, I mean, is that really part of your, do you guys feel like detectives? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really looking at someone when they're like, oh, I've had this nagging headache for three months. And I'm like, well, that's not normal. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's, that's something that we need to dive into and figure out, okay, what kind of body mechanics do you have? And if it's not a muscular issue, then it's like, okay, well, is there a pinch in the neck? You know, you you should go and see the chiropractor. We need to get some x-rays and see what's physiologically going on in the tissue. Um, But a lot of people do use us as a last resort. You know, they've gone to their primary care doctor. They've had a battery of tests nobody's putting the full picture together and then they come in and they say well Mm -hmm. I might as well get a massage or or maybe I'll try an adjustment and it's like well okay wait a minute if you've had neck pain why are you only now coming to a chiropractor right we're not just here to deal with your your spinal pain it's really looking at the bigger picture of okay well how do we dive in and and I think a lot of people come to us as a last resort because they think that it's new age medicine and not all chiropractors or massage therapists are created equally that's true yes no I'm yes I I fully agree because I didn't I mean Gina you know raved about you guys for so long She's like, Tahira, these, these are special people. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, it is like the holistic aspect of, you know, trying to put the whole picture together, I think. And you might find unique. a practitioner that is one thing that's really well that you like. So to have multiple practitioners. Yeah. And I have five primary care physicians. When you're sick on a Tuesday, you call them up and you say, I want to see Dr. Bob. And they say, well, next Thursday. What's that going to do for me now? Yeah. Right? So you as, you as you age and you go through your changes of life, you find the practitioner that you enjoy, that you can communicate effectively with. Yes. Right? And don't minimize things. If you have a condition, it should go away. Yeah. You know, especially with like massage, right? We, right. The goal is for you not to be symptomatic. Right. To come in and say, I just need a massage because I know it's going to do something positive. Yeah. Well, and, and we, you know, we like to see results. You know, we're yeah. not in here just, if I can't help you within four visits, if I see you every week for four weeks and we haven't made any change, then obviously that we need to continue to search for another answer. You know, we're here to make a difference. If we're not seeing one, then we we have other questions that need to come up, right? Mm -hmm. We have to keep looking because 
will never take no as an answer. Right? If, if a doctor says, I'm sorry, that's all we can do for you. I'm like, no, that's not an option. Right? Yeah. It's, there are always you gotta somebody You got to find that, out that avenue that, that's therapeutic. Yeah. Right? I think, too, people are, you know, I think we're taught that, like, doctors are, you know, kind of godlike. And to not argue back. I, you know, my mom taught me that arguing is fine, so I don't have that problem. <laughs> Bless so, that woman. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's all about the sass. I call her doctors. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, um, excuse me. Yeah, hello. <laughs> I have questions. Um, but for people that are nervous about that, you know, advocating, like, do you guys have any tips for to how how to advocate for yourself? And like, if you're not, if you feel like they're not listening to you, like you said, should you just move on, find someone else? Like, you can do that, or you just practice. Or yeah. in my case, you bring your wife. She advocates for you. She's here today and is awesome. Absolutely. (laughs) Keeps his life together. Two sets of ears are better than one. Yes. (laughs) So it just takes, it's a skill. It's like anything else. You know, my children have been adjusted ever since they've been born. Every week? No. Yeah. Four times a year changes with the season, barring trauma. Yeah. And I teach them what they need to know, I think, and to go to the doctor and become communicative, ask a lot of questions, and, and then compare. If your primary says one value is X and you, and I say it's Z, figure out which one you like. Yeah. Right? Well, and let's give you all the, all the information that you need, right? Right. Patient education is really the thing that makes the biggest difference is that if you're not understanding how something in your body works, ask questions. And if not, your provider, if you have a really good provider, they're going to explain it to you. Right. They should really explain it in a way that they can understand what's happening inside your body. Because if you if someone comes in and they say that they have hypertension, they're like, oh, I just have hypertension. It's like, no, let me explain to you what that means for your heart, your yeah. cardiac muscles, the effects of it. and mm-hmm. Why that's everything. an issue. Yeah. 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 Right. It's really diving in to understand it. Yeah. Um, OK. So earlier we talked about this, the digital generation of hovering over your phone and computers all day and how detrimental that is. Um, and it, it seems like there's more ramifications than just like a sore neck. Um, you know, you mentioned stenosis. Can you guys talk more about the long-term impacts and like, what do we need to do to try to fix this and avoid this from happening? That's, that's a tough question. I mean, getting yeah. adjusted is an answer, getting mm-hmm. massage, another answer, right. nutrition, exercise, but also starting earlier. I mean, I see these kids with these heavy backpacks going to school. They're doing damage, so you need to have them evaluated. That forward head posture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, our head is the bowling ball. Yeah, it's, bowling it's ball heavy. Analogy. How much? Fourteen to twenty-two pounds, yeah. depending on who how you smart read. you are. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Mine's obviously twenty-two pounds. <laughs> you got a lot of thoughts there, girl. Yes. And the idea behind it is that you create damage on that neck. Mm -hmm. And when you start creating damage there, we talked about the neck is special because it has a spinal cord. Your spinal cord comes out from your base of your skull to the end of your ribs. So that's where you get direct cord pressure. Mm -hmm. So if you start wearing that out, that's where you see, like on an MRI, you can see MS. You can see plaque building. Yeah. So uh, cervical spine health for me is really important. So wait, going back to that. So leaning, having your neck... Going Lean, forward. Yeah, going forward. That causes long-term damage? It could. It could. It could. Okay. And that's why you need an x-ray or you need somebody to evaluate it. Okay. Right? Again, it's always about the findings. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not a big person about size. I'm more about function. You know, okay. And you can see changes. Most of the changes in, if you look at older people that have really bad necks, they, you can see the change in their hands. Their thumbs start to disappear. Yep. The, the atrophy thumb, of the muscle. The atrophy of the muscle because oh. you pinched a nerve in the neck. 
it ends in the hand and all of a sudden the thumb starts to disappear. Interesting. So that's like an example of, you know, everything is connected. Kind and of. yeah. And then the biggest thing, like I say, we're seeing 15 year olds with degeneration in their necks. And then how do you get to 60 if you have degeneration starting at 15? Yeah. Well, and that, yeah. again, goes back to the body mechanics. I mean, if, yeah. if you look at the, the Da Vinci, I know, I'm right? I'm the Da Vinci man, is that we're supposed to be now. upright. And yeah. we have these proprioceptive nerves in our body that tell us where we are in space and time. And, and those nerves really tell the muscles how long or how short or how they're supposed to fire. So if you change your body mechanics where you're sitting for 12 hours a day, or if you're looking down at your phone for eight hours a day, which most of us do, you're going to become Quasimodo. Right. And your bones will eventually start to mold in that way. And then once damage is done, it's really hard to turn back the clock. We can help you manage your symptoms and we can help you manage your disease. But really taking the forefront that the dysfunctions that you have in your 20s and 30s become your diseases in your 50s and 60s. Yeah. It's the car accident you had when you were 30 yeah. that will come back to haunt you. Yeah. So it's taking good care of your health when you're young and vibrant and think you don't need it yes. is really of paramount importance. Yeah. I know. I, I took a month off of work and I was having like terrible neck pain. Like, you know, I had a shoulder surgery. Girl, so everything you were coming to see me. I know I was, it. And then, but the month that I was off, I had no neck pain. Yeah. No neck pain at all. And I was like, oh, it's from being at a computer all day yeah. long. It's not necessarily just, I thought it was just my surgery, but it was like, I wasn't, you know, cause I wasn't looking at my phone as much. I was out riding my bike doing, you know, outdoors. Yeah. And my gig is with exercise, if you really want to have a healthy neck, you have to be able to do a pull-up. Oh. Not a chin-up, a pull-up. A whole pull-up. Because as you pull up and your butt pulls down, you straighten out that pole and you build spinal strength. And that's the core that I talk about. I don't talk abdominal core. Abdominal core is when you make your abs so strong, they push your guts up against the, the frame and support your back. Right. Mm-hmm. You need, you need real core strength. You need spinal core strength. You need to be able to do a pull-up. It took me a year. I was 37, and the missus helped me. But I can still do a <laughs> Naturally. Pull-up, right? And I can do a pull-up today. And that's, I think, every child in America, if you can't do a pull-up, how are you going to sit behind that computer for eight hours a day? Right. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, okay, Right, go get a pull-up bar, put it in your in your. You know, it's hard, room. yeah. But once you develop, it's easy. It's just an easy thing, and and the kids love doing it. So if you develop them when you're a kid, you grow a pull-up, you'll have it for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So kind of turning to massage therapy. So did a little research about massage therapy. <laughs> Because, you know, I think like chiropractic care, it's it's misunderstood a little bit. I think people just think it's like, oh, stress relief and everything like that. Um, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a regular patient of Hope's, so um, I benefit from, from all of the things. But can you tell mo- me more about the benefits that people don't, you know, classically think of? I mean, a lot of people, when they think of massage, they generally think of being in a spa with the cucumbers on your eyes and like the music and the aromatherapy. And yes, we can do that for you, but that's not my goal. Yeah. Um, a lot of things, the biggest part about massage therapy is increasing your circulation. So oh. if we're really stagnant in our lives and we sit for 10 hours a day, we're not getting blood flow to the areas that we really need to. Your muscles are like spaghetti in a way. And I think of massage as really being 
able to cook the noodles, right? Is that we're really trying to get in and make sure that every muscle fiber is getting a fresh wash and we're kind of dusting and housekeeping inside the muscle mm-hmm. tissue and getting around the joints. Um, so circulation is, is key. And when you're increasing circulation, you're changing your brain chemistry. You get all those endorphins and you start to feel better. And endorphins actually help fight inflammation. So oh, you're looking that. at mm-hmm. circulation and inflammation. Um, I think the biggest component for a lot of people is that they think they're coming in just to relax. And I don't give a fluffy relaxation massage. I'm really in Even though it's relaxing to me. (laughs) Gino, she was like, Hope, she's more therapeutic massage. But I go home and take like two-hour naps after I get the massage. Because it is a workout. I am literally taking, it's like doing a, a weightlifting class, but I'm the weight and I'm pushing on your body. Um, but we're really getting in there and we're finding the trigger points. And that's mm-hmm. those are what people refer to as knots. And they're like, oh, I've got this boulder behind my shoulder. And really that's biochemical mediators that come in um, and create these points of tension that we really try to break down and re- organized so that way the muscle tissue is actually more functionable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's the biggest component is, is, you know, really taking the time to reduce the inflammation and increase your range of motion. And then while I have people on the table, I just educate them the whole hour. I'm like, all right, so if you have endometriosis, let's talk about endocrinology. Let's talk about your hormone function. Let's talk about what your diet is like. What are you doing outside of this that we can actually make you healthier? Because I love seeing you, but I want to not see you so often so that you're (laughs) healthy and happy. Yes. And it makes a huge change to the frame. When you loosen up the muscles, you rebalance that frame. So along with the adjustment, you're getting... You're also getting the frame restrained with massage. Mm-hmm. We're right? we're like balancing the tires on your car, yep. right? Yeah. Massage is like getting an oil change, rotating the tires, and spraying a little air freshener in there. <laughs> <laughs> the natural oil kind, though. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and it helps with digestive issues, too, right? It does, yes. Considering we're increasing circulation, and then when you're doing abdominal massage, I'm literally mechanically moving what's going on in your gut. Mm-hmm. Um, and really our digestive health, our our stomach is our second brain, right? Typically we see people who suffer from migraines, they feel it first in their gut and then it travels up to the brain. So it's really knowing how the whole system is connected. Is it the inflammation that's traveling up or what? Sometimes we have these... there's a nerve plexus in our stomach, and sometimes that gets triggered, and you start to sign. Most of the time, I'll be like, you know, how are the pipes moving? And they're like, oh, it's like Niagara Falls down there. I'm like, well, so did you get a migraine yesterday? And they're like, oh, correlating the two together. So I'm not sure if it's the inflammation factor. Usually it's the vagus nerve that responds, and you'll hear okay. that in the future, the vagus nerve, the wandering nerve. It's a great nerve that goes from your brain all the way to your gut. Okay. And mechanically, the back has a front. You can't miss the front. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you got to, it's yin and yang. Yeah. It's inside, outside. I know, like, my pelvic floor um, therapist, because I had surgery for endometriosis, she will, like, massage the around front. The to, yeah. Around, like, the scars and stuff to help break out the scar tissue. And it's helped a lot with my pain and stuff. And it's, it's huge. Yeah. That's, that scar tissue is like putting duct tape on something that's supposed to freely move, mm-hmm. right? So being able it's to make sure you break visual. down those fibers mm-hmm. is important if you really want to have fluidity in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think you get less side effects with that than the steroids. Yes. Right? I mean, you can inject steroids and God bless the, the medical doctors. We love them. Right? Yeah. But there's a limit to that too. So you yeah. want to risk adverse, right? Yeah. yeah. So you, there you, you're getting the biggest bang for the buck. No mm-hmm. adversity. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so how do you guys, like, how do you guys work together to make sure that everything is complementing each other? Well, Batman. 
naturally. It just happens. We, we just you talk. So long. Yeah, we just talk. We've uh, we've been working together for so long. I started working for him when I was like a 16 year old kid and had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and went into massage therapy and and we really do complement each other really well, mm-hmm. right? So I have patients that'll come see me first, and I'll do the massage, and I can kind of warm up the muscle tissue and really kind of spread those spinal muscles off the spine so that way he can go in there and they get a little more movement. And then he comes in and he does the electric or the ultrasound or whatever the therapy might be to continue to complement those spinal nerves, and then he goes in and he makes the adjustment. Mm -hmm. Um, Or some patients prefer it the other way around. But we do see, I would say we share 75% of our clients. They'll, they'll, It's a one-stop shop. Yeah. So I'm more frame, she's more motor. Okay. Right? Yeah, and again, again, teaching the patient about their findings and trying to resolve the issues so that as they age, they're functional. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a 91-year-old the other day coming. She's driving. She's moving. She's pain-free. She's doing well. She does have some arthritis, but she's she's totally functioning because she does the adjustment, because she does massage, because mm-hmm. she does nutrition. Proactive. Right? Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. And has yeah. a, a complementary of physicians that she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so before I discovered Hope, I had some really bad massage therapists. It happens, y'all. <laughs> there, there was this one, actually, that I got a 90-minute massage because I'm, like, addicted to massages. Um, and it, I was, like, 20 minutes in, and they were, like, grinding on my bones. And yeah, that's it was not so, okay. It was so painful that I literally could not take it. Like, I had to get up. Um, so what do you recommend... For because I know that sometimes it's awkward when you're like face down and you know providing feedback and stuff like that. How do you? What do you recommend if people are getting a massage? Do you recommend they they say, okay, this hurts. Can you do this instead? Or is I mean, getting up? <laughs> I I understand that massage can be it can be vulnerable for people. Yeah. Right? I remember the first time I had a massage. They're like, okay, well, come in and undress to your comfort level and lay down. And I'm like, you want me to get naked and get comfortable? I don't think so. Like, <laughs> I know now I, I don't I, even I, think about it. But when people tell me it's uncomfortable. For for them, I'm like, what do you oh, mean? I guess it. I guess it could be uncomfortable that you're naked in front of someone that's kind of a stranger. It, but the thing but is, now I am completely unfazed. Some people start undressing before, like I'm even out of the room. I'm like, whoa, hold on, I'm gonna go wash my hands. You're gonna yeah. crawl under the sheets. Yeah. It's important for your practitioner to make sure that you're that you that they understand what you're going to do, what mm-hmm. you're going to work on, and what your goals are from the session. Um, it's also important to understand that as a, as a professional massage therapist, we make sure that you are completely covered the whole time. I'm only undraping one body part at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the actual session, is we are, as therapists, if you have a good therapist, we're in const- we are constantly asking you, are you comfortable? Is this painful? Um, for me, as a deep tissue medical massage therapist, I like to... T- I like to take people to their comfort level. Uh, I tell my clients the same thing I told my husband when I met him. I'm not here to hurt you. I just want to make you uncomfortable a lot of the time because we really have to dive in and see what's going on. Um, But there are, you know, there are therapists out there that don't have good technique. And if they're grinding on bones, they're in the wrong industry. And are they supposed to like press on you? Because I thought they were never supposed to press on your spinal. No, never, never. Absolutely never. Some do. And I'm like, Oh my God. 
you are, hurts. You can massage around the bones. Yes. I can get around the bony landmarks to make sure that I'm really getting the ligaments and the, the nerves around those bones to let down a little bit. Um, but no, you should never be massaging on bones. You should never be grinding an elbow along somebody's spine. <laughs> um, and when that happens, tell your therapist. And if, if you've Communicate. said... Yeah, yeah Communicate. because I'm like, wait, isn't that basic? That's usually for me when they... that's That was what this person was doing. And I was like, oh, you failed massage school. You have no idea what you're doing. Because this hurts. And I thought this was never supposed to happen. I thought that that was like the basics of massage therapy. Well, and a lot of clients are afraid to speak up. You know, what I try to get people to understand is that I'm working for you. Mm -hmm. This is your time. And I'm so honored that you took time to take care of yourself today. So whatever that means, however I can help you in the 30, 60, 90 minutes that I have you on my table, you tell you tell me, boss. You tell mm-hmm. me what you want to work on because it, you gave yourself that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you always ask, you know, whenever I get there, you know, we we chat and catch up and, you know. <laughs> Talk about all the things <laughs> yeah, in life. <laughs> literally. But the first question, she's like, okay, what do, we, what do we have going on today? What is, like, how are you feeling? And so it's like immediately, like, kind of going into that diagnostic mode of, of what, what is it do that, we, yeah. What do you need? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to a restaurant and let somebody else order for me, yeah. right? Like, yes. And yes. You tell me what you want out of the session, and then my job is to provide for you. Yes. And if you, you know, I've had massages where I tell somebody, like, I'm sorry, I don't like that technique, or you're not putting enough enough pressure. Um, if you've said it three times and they still haven't had it, it's time to get up and let your therapist know. We will not know how to help you if you don't speak up. Mm-hmm. We'll just do business as usual, and that's that's not okay because each person is in individual and everybody has something different that they like and that they don't like and remember like as your providers we work for you yeah and you're, and you're learning about your body each time you d- ask questions. Yes. Yeah. You're discovering yourself. Yeah. I know sometimes I'll lay down and she'll be like, oh, this knot. And I'm like, oh, I didn't I, even know. It was I didn't there. even know that hurt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you, then I ask. And I'm like, oh, I feel like, yeah, I feel well, releasing. And then I ask you, I'm like, so what did you do this week? You know, yeah. was it a bar class you yeah. went to? Was it, you know, did you sleep on your arm funny? Mm-hmm. Did you, you know, have to carry all your groceries in at once because like, I had to buy a hundred rolls of toilet paper because of the coronavirus. I mean, it's it's real, y'all. That was our gift to our. Yes. our yeah. the gift they today. brought me a roll of toilet paper, which was hilarious and also needed. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> and I think is ultimately it's just really important that people know how to communicate their needs and yeah. say what yeah. they need from their their providers. Yeah, it's, and um, if you're not happy, fire them. There's yeah. too many out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is it's a business. It, there's a good market out there. There's so many qualified people. Become happy, become educated, become healthy. Yeah. Right? And and one thing that you guys mentioned too is is that a lot of the best massage ther- therapists like you reside in chiropractic yeah, clinics yeah. Yeah. because I, I think, it's more therapeutic. Well, and we have a better sense of what's going on in the body, right? Mm-hmm. We I work for a chiropractor because I didn't want to do the fluffy relaxation yeah. massage. I wanted to help people physically feel better. So when I started out, I mean, every patient I went to, I'm like, Doc, what, like, what does this mean? What am I doing? You know, what, what do you recommend? Why do you recommend that? Um, so that way I had the education not only for myself, but so that I could explain to my patients what I was doing for them. So, you know, 15 years later, and he's like, just, he'll, he'll start pointing to body parts. I'm like, all right, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> like, okay, work the front, work the front. Batman and Robin. Yes. Batman and Robin. <laughs> Spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> okay, so wrapping up. So 
in individually, I'll ask you individually, like what would your be, it's a very blanket, so I know it's, it's difficult. What would you recommend that patients do to improve their mobility to make sure that they're practicing preventative medicine? Uh, go to a chiropractor, find one. You, okay. don't, you don't have to go every month or every day. Or mm-hmm. Four times a year, change the season, the Asian way, you know? Okay. Uh, and the biggest thing is stretching. Okay. Right? And understanding what your instability is. So if you have low back pain from arthritis, don't exercise while you're sitting. Exercise standing or lying, right? So just the few. So wh- wait. Well, you wouldn't want to sit on a problem, right? Okay. So uh-huh. why would you want to exercise on the problem? Oh. Right? And so we just. My, Ex- my 22-pound brain yeah. just slowly. Just the <laughs> idea is it, and that's what the basic is, is teaching you where your instability is and doing the opposite. If okay. you're sitting all day, lie down on the foam roller. Right. Yeah. Right? Okay. Communicate with that, you know, with your providers. Start to understand your body so that you can communicate with your significant other or even your children. Mm-hmm. And learn. And this marketplace, don't take the, you know, the doctor who's not going to talk to you, not going to educate you. Fire them. Get another one. Yeah. And have multiple practitioners. I think everybody over the age of 40 should have a cardiologist. Mm-hmm. That's when heart disease starts. Why yeah. are you waiting until you have a heart attack? Mm-hmm. You know? The idea is become that educated patient so that you can have the best quality of life. Yeah. And you're 90 years old and not saying, oh, I can't move. I yeah. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. I, I like to find providers that will take a holistic, like both of you guys do, take a holistic view of things. Like I have sleep, mild sleep apnea. And so I went to a sleep doctor and he was like, Tahir, I got to be honest with you. I think that it, you might be anxious. And that is more the issue. He asked me like all of these questions about my lifestyle, what was going on, my personal life, my diet. And I was like, oh, I like you. And, and, you know, it was partially like what was happening. I mean, I do have sleep apnea and so it requires me to get more sleep than the average bear but <laughs> goldilocks <laughs> yes totally goldilocks um so but i appreciated that he was looking at right. a holistic view of my healthcare and and not just being like you know oh, okay we'll we'll do this and we'll like throwing just take some pills or yes. the machine yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah so and well, this way you have a little instability for a long period of time and it's not interrupting your life you mm-hmm. can have sleep apnea until you're 105 years old and still deal with it but it's minimized mm-hmm. well and understanding that whatever the alternative or whatever their mode of treatment is is that it needs to be you have sleep apnea are you going to wear your CPAP machine I got rid of it. I yeah. couldn't wear it. it well, yeah. so what's the point of having an intervention that you're not going to use? Yeah. Right. And that's the biggest thing is that I want to try to help my patients understand that let's do something that's going to fit in your life. If, mm-hmm. if you need Realistic to go Realistic in, interventions. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If someone comes in and they say, oh, my doctor told me to lose weight, you know, okay, well, let's, let's talk about the first five pounds. <laughs> like, let's just talk about what you can do to make a small difference in your yeah. life. If you work for 14 hours a day and you're sitting for those hours, it's like, okay, well, what can we do that's going to be an easy intervention so you actually do it, right? Is it coming and getting a, a massage or going and getting an adjustment? What if it's you give yourself an alarm on your clock to stand up for every th- once every two hours? Mm-hmm. You know, things that are going to actually work for you because if, it's, if someone's going to recommend you do something that you're not going to do, then it's waste of your yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, you know, to advocate for yourself is really just understanding your body mm-hmm. and understanding, you know, identifying with what's going on for women. It's also particularly hard in healthcare is that we can come with issues. And if we go to a practitioner who says, oh, well, you know, 
if you're suffering from anxiety, let me just put you on antidepressants. Oh my or, God, the worst. You know, right. yeah. we, we have to speak up 10 times harder Yeah. Um, so that we're, we're actually heard. A woman will be misdiagnosed probably four or five times before they actually figure out it's an autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. So we really have to demand that we're heard and realize that if we don't like what we're hearing, doctors are a dime a dozen. Go yeah. find someone yeah. who's going to hear you. Their bedside That's manner is the most important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you should be happy. Okay. It's one of the things that I love most about Dr. Lamore is that his bedside separates him from every other chiropractor in the Northern Virginia area. Mm -hmm. He will take your time. If you call him on a Sunday and say, I can't move my neck, he'll say, come into the office. Mm -hmm. You know, we are here to really make sure. To his wife's dismay. (laughs) Right? (laughs) She's like. We're here to make sure you're happy and healthy. I mean, it's it's a, a happy and healthy patient leads to a happy and healthy family. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to make the big change in healthcare that we all want to see. Mm-hmm. So, And it's too important. It's too important to minimize, mm-hmm. right? Especially mm-hmm. today's day and age where immune function is so many other things you got to worry about. Immune function and being able to um, support your family during these mental crises. Health, mm-hmm. Mental health, your hormones. Yeah. Don't even get me started. Yes. You know? and, and understanding this whole complement of supplementation and why is it there and what are you doing with it and just because somebody takes something doesn't mean it's good for you yeah or that it's working or yeah so yeah that's the big thing is understanding yourself Mm mm-hmm well, thank you both for being here. Thank you for having us. Yes. yes. It was this so was much fun. I know. Great trio. Yeah. Well, it's a good care team. This is how yeah. we make change, y'all. Yes. One person at a time, one patient at a time, one hour at a time. Yes. You can find Hope and Dr. Lamore at www.lamorechiropractic.com. And Lamore is spelled L-A-R-M-O-U-R. Chiropractic.com. <laughs> the R is silent. <laughs> um, and you can find me at tallhungrygirl.com. Um, you can find more of my podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Rate it five stars, review it amazingly. <laughs> Leave some comments and we'll definitely yeah. respond, yeah. y'all. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.